0: This podcast is brought to you by Not Just Another Detox, your two-week start-up to change your lifestyle and habits. This is brought to you by mgherbs.com.au. To find out more, go to the website and click on Not Just Another Detox and start your change today. My name is Melissa Gearing and I am the Naked Naturopath. Thanks for listening in. Today I'm going to do a uh, podcast on <clears throat> my version of ketosis and dieting in general. I know I talk a lot about food but it is one of my huge passions and I rarely have somebody come to me and not want a little bit of food advice or nutrition advice or want to change something or you know have a goal that can be reached by changing um, you know or adding to their diet. So I think it's uh, really important if you're tired of my food and nutrition talk, this one's probably not for you, Um, but if you want to expand your knowledge and, you know, get a bit of an idea of, I guess, um, it's going to be my point of view of ketosis, but also with facts. You know, I don't form an opinion on um, something without having some facts to back it up, and all of my practice is very much clinical-based and evidence-based wherever I can. So... I thought I'd start by kind of uh, talking about what a diet is. I mean, lots of people throw around the word diet. And we have a lot of diets thrown at us as well by the media and the general public and people who think that they know best or have a right to tell us what we should and shouldn't be eating. Diet is such an individual thing. And, um... I think that each person's diet should be individualized towards them, and that's why I work really hard with people to determine what is the best diet for them. But a diet is pretty much um, you know, what we eat day to day, what we put into our body to serve us, or sometimes things that don't serve us. And the word diet tends to be used in conjunction with weight loss. Um, However, we all have a diet, whether we have weight loss goals or weight gain goals, we all have a diet. When we use a therapeutic diet, it's usually to achieve one of these goals. My everyday diet is medicinal, but that's because I love beautiful, wholesome foods, but it's certainly not therapeutic. And I've talked briefly about a therapeutic diet in the past, but I really believe that we have... Therapeutic diets, which should be used for achieving goals, chronic disease management, um, and, you know, uh, specific uh, things in our lives, and they should be short-term. And then we have everyday diets, everyday nutrition, everyday, you know, normal kind of um, stuff that we eat. We can certainly have a huge impact on how good or bad that normal food is for us, and, you know, that's about eating all of those beautiful alive foods and um, nutritious foods and wholesome foods and true foods. But I do not think that any of us uh, need to be on a therapeutic nutritional plan or diet for the rest of our lives or for the long term. And I think that's where a lot of the detrimental effects come into play when we look at things like paleo diet, for example, which gets picked on a lot. I actually love it. I love the paleo diet because it gives people a really simple uh, rule book on how to eat real foods. So you're pretty much eating meat, veg, fruit, and eggs, nuts, seeds. And, I mean, that's all real food to me, and I think that um, if we can start there, great. What I think happens with the paleo diet is that people get really stuck in those rules and then um, where it becomes detrimental is if people are scared to eat outside of those rules so they won't even have any rice when they go out for dinner maybe or, you know, something has... um, something i you know can't even think of anything right now but something on it like a plate has something on it that doesn't fit that paleolithic way and that person refuses to eat and then you go into the realm of somewhat uh, orthorexia which is a term that's used to describe you know uh, you know maybe a bit of an obsessive compulsive um mental health, anxiety, stress-related disorder where control over food and, you know, not wanting to eat outside certain rules that we set for each other actually become detrimental to our health and people may start to lose too much weight or not want to eat or sometimes even have, you know, a detrimental effect on their appetite as well because they switch that off because their body gets so used to not having any food available because, there is very little available in that rigid rule set. So we really want to avoid that and use paleo to the best of our abilities, you know, use it for all of its positivities, but also have joy and have fun and eat out with our families and our friends and all that kind of stuff. So we just need a little bit more balance. And this is something that people find really, really difficult to find within their diet because they're getting told what's good and what's bad. And that is so different depending on who you listen to. So that's diet and nutrition. The other thing that I wanted to preface this podcast with was a really quick nutritional lesson on your macronutrients because this is so important and I am drawing pictures for every single client lately on carbohydrates fat and protein so what i do is i sit down with them and put their diet that they've just told me into the three columns now carbohydrates um i had my pop say to me the other day i have um he has like an atkins kind of diet going on so high protein um you know the little bit of fat but low carbohydrates and essentially it's a not so strict version of a ketonic diet and a much safer version of a ketonic diet. But he said to me, I just have my two eggs, my bacon and my tomato for breakfast because I can't. And I said, oh, what about some beans or um, something that I suggest? And he said, no, I can't have that. That's a carb. And I said to him, well, pop, tomato's a carb. <laughs> and he, he was shocked, you know, and I was like, well, of course it's a carb. Not only is it a fruit, but, um, you know, it's, I mean, not only is it a, a uh, fruit, but it's a high—it's a high sugar fruit as well. So, um, you know, he was a bit uh, shocked at that. So, I think that we don't actually know our macronutrients that well. And often, when I sit down and put those macronutrients into the columns for people, the carbohydrate column is way full like I can't even fit all their carbs in there and there's nearly no fat because of the past our past history of being scared off that and there's a little bit of protein you know Australians are pretty good at meat and three veg but we have we don't we don't have that throughout the day we wait until we have dinner night time to have that protein and honestly for most people it's too late We really need to be having some protein in the morning to set our blood sugar levels for the day and to give ourselves energy and to avoid that mid-afternoon fatigue and so on and so forth. So carbohydrates are all of your fruit, vegetables, dairy, um, any kind of pasta, cereals, rice, grains... All of your normal, you know, uh, foods that we try and avoid, like like biscuits and lollies and all those kind of things are also carbohydrates. So you can already start to see that there are some great carbohydrates. Veg and fruit, like we absolutely want to be having those kind of carbohydrates every single day with most meals. We're getting closer and closer to a recommendation of, you know, 80% of our diet needing to be plant-based for optimal health and for longevity. So we want to keep all that good stuff in there. And when I tend to put it in that column, people go, oh, no, so I'm having way too many carbs, I'll cut the veggies out. No, that's not the case. What we want to do is just balance your diet better. So I say to people, we don't really want to take anything out of the carbohydrate um, column unless it is, you know, those those foods that don't really serve us if they're having pasta every night or um, rice every night or you know those kind of things we can swap that up a little bit but certainly want to keep all that fruit and veg in there we just want to add more to your diet so you can get more out of it so you can get more nutrition so it serves you for longer throughout the day. So fat is usually my next column and all of the good fats that we know about now you know I think the general public is starting to come around and have more knowledge about this but avocados and olive oil and Coconut oil and, um, you know, I love putting olives in as snacks for people, good quality olives and uh, tuna in oil is really great as well. So I have a lot of clients who get tuna in spring water and I'm like, just get it in good quality olive oil and you've already got a dressing for your salad um, in that tin of tuna. Um, And nuts and seeds come in there. Uh, Eggs and dairy come into this fat category a little bit um, because they, they have a little bit of fat in them. And then there's protein. So protein is obviously meat, but if you don't eat meat, uh, you just have a harder job on your hands. So you do need to be very aware of uh, getting your protein from different sources. So nuts go into this category as well, some seeds. Um, And then you've got legumes, lentils, beans, all those kind of things as well. And eggs, of course, are your ready-made little protein pocket, you know, uh, rocket pocket of fuel because they're so well balanced and um, so handy so you could you know sometimes all all I need to do is say hey can we add a boiled egg into this lunch or this afternoon tea period or whatever it might be and that makes such a difference for people in terms of how their energy is throughout the day um, how they're feeling um, and getting them through to that nighttime meal without you know feeling starving getting home snacking on biscuits and things like that so they're your basic macronutrients What we want to do, I mean, the reason I wrote my book Simply Balanced and called it Simply Balanced was because of these three nutritional columns, like these three macronutrients. And I was like, I just want people to balance them better. I don't want to be taking food out of people's diet or adding all this stuff that is weird and wonderful and uh, essentially unsustainable. We just want more real food from the other two columns because we are, uh, you know, Australia is traditionally uh, carbohydrate heavy in our diet. So we just want to add a bit more of the other two and balance that out a bit better. So that's, yeah, that's your macronutrients. I'll move on to the keto diet because that's what this podcast is about, really. But I'm not going to get caught up in it all in terms of explaining to you the um, exacting methods of a keto diet because I actually don't want to tell you how to do it because I don't (laughs) think you need to know and I'm not going to get caught up in the products because there are so many different products out there, Um, you know, there's a new one on the market at the moment uh, which is going around some of the gyms and I don't want to get caught up in product, you know, uh, positivity or negativity and what I really want this podcast to be on is the keto diet itself, not the products around it. So um, the thing about a keto diet, and you will know by now, if you listen to my podcast or you come and see me in clinic, or you know you've heard any of my 60-second vids or whatever, that I believe in real food, sustainability, so something that you can do every day for the rest of your life, something that you can share with your family, um, and something that is you know, going to be healthy for you for the rest of your life too. So I really stick clear of all those liquid diets and things like that. A keto diet is a very specific therapeutic diet. Most of the universities who've done studies on it and, um, you know, your dieticians and your doctors and stuff like that only recommend a keto diet for very specific chronic disease. And even then I'll go, I'll go through it all. For you first, even then it's um it's very specific to who they recommend it to as well. So a keto diet is essentially a super high fat, super low carb diet, and what we're doing the you know carbohydrates like I said really important because they're the guys that give us energy and they're the guys we burn really quickly. Um, This is great because means it means that we feel really good after we eat pretty soon, but. What we want to do with the fat and protein is really sustain that feeling, which is why we need to team our foods up well. But on the keto diet, you take those carbohydrates out so that you force your body to use its fat stores for fuel. And, you know, this is maybe a good way logically to lose weight, but so is the fat makes you fat theory, and we know that isn't true. The research on keto is only like from my knowledge um, and in my opinion only good if you have a chronic disease and it's used therapeutically it is monitored by a doctor and it is monitored by a dietitian or a really good nutritionist and they measure your blood and urine and breath as you go throughout because if you get too many ketones in your blood that's super dangerous so I mean I just don't think that This is necessary for the everyday person who just wants to lose a couple of kilos, especially when there's so many other ways, so many easier ways to do it. You know, I had a client come in today who had done the Not Just Another Detox. That's two weeks, two weeks of, you know, just eating really well and having a little bit of a herb tonic to help you, you know, your liver to work and your kidneys to work a little bit better. And she lost five kilos and that has stayed off as well. So, you know, if that's all it takes, I, um, I'm a big fan of doing it through food and herbs, obviously, instead of the other way, (laughs) um, you know, and like I said, I'm biased because I really believe that you can do it this way and that that's the best way moving forward and sustainability wise as well. Um, most people ketosis tends to be associated with weight loss but the research that it's good for is on primarily on epilepsy and it's only epilepsy in children Um, what happens is so like I was saying before when you have this high fat low carbohydrate diet your body starts to use fat as its source of energy and your body produces ketones as a byproduct of that pretty much you know, from using the fattest fuel instead of carbohydrates, and that's actually the ketones are what they're measuring when they're taking, you know, um, the bloods and the urine and, and the breath as well, and it's actually what happens as well when, you know, there's a couple of different types of ketosis, but in both the main types of ketosis, like diabetic and the dietary way, um, you know, which is a the choice your breath smells quite acidic because of the ketones, and um, that's what they're looking at. So it is a normal metabolic process um, that happens when your body doesn't have enough carbohydrates for food um, from food, sorry, and it burns that fat instead. Um, but if one if somebody's eating a really healthy, balanced diet, this doesn't happen. So you, you know it's something that we're forcing our body to do in the keto, uh, ketosis diet. So we're forcing our body to go into starvation mode, pretty much, which I talk about a lot. I talk about starvation mode when my clients aren't losing weight because you know they're they're not eating enough and their their body therefore is holding on to everything. But this is really a extreme case where you force your body to use fat because you are actually starving. So it's in an emergency state. Um you know, normally we're pretty sugar driven in terms of carbohydrates. We break it down um, into glucose. The body kind of transports it very quickly and easily um, around the body and, it, and it's used as um, the, our energy. But like I said, we, we are putting our body into a starvation mode by not providing it with the carbohydrates that it needs. Um, so going back to the epilepsy. It seems that from what I'm reading, about 70% of children with epilepsy can benefit from a ketonic diet, which is so amazing and so cool. And this is what really the ketonic diet should be used for. Like, I mean, if it can, it's medicine. I mean, if it can provide relief from seizures for children, then um, absolutely. But those, those, Kids are on a very strict diet and they're being monitored and they have to eat exactly the right amounts of um, the, the fats to get the process to work correctly and um, to stop the buildup of ketones becoming dangerous um, because uh, high levels of ketones can lead to dehydration and they can also change the chemical balance of your body, which is, um, you know, which can lead to death. Uh, So we need to be really careful of that. Um, So yeah, look, a lot of the cancer associations I was reading say that ketosis is good for weight loss in a short-term period, but that long-term ketonic diet can actually cause cancer. So there's always going to be conflicting evidence. Like I have this friend who says to me all the time, there will always be evidence for and there will always be evidence against. And I do, I do believe that. Like it depends what you study and who you use for that study and, um, you know, how that study is created and who actually paid for it sometimes as well, unfortunately. Um, but in terms of weight loss, I, I really believe we have much better ways, easier ways, easier, much easier ways to lose a little bit of weight. Possibly if you are chronically obese, um, you will go and see your doctor and they may put you on a diet like this and you would be monitored so closely. Your, Like I said, your breath and your urine and all that kind of stuff would be checked and there would be a dietitian coming to you a couple of times a week to make sure that you're eating the exact right amount of the foods and so on and so forth. So, I won't repeat myself anymore about that. You, like you get the the ideas, <laughs> the ideas there. Um, and if you want to lose weight, you could do something as simple as a paleo diet or my two-week detox for two weeks and see how you go on that before you jump into something as extreme as a ketosis diet. So I hope that helps. I hope that, the, um you know, Uh, If some of you are out there wondering, I know that Damien, who I interviewed a couple of podcasts ago, was saying um, in one of his most recent podcasts on The Wellness Guys that ketosis is kind of coming back up this year, 2017, as a big diet choice. And it has done that in my experience. I've been six years kind of in health food, and it does pop up. These trends and these fads, they tend to go in cycles. And this is one that really scares me. I mean, I'm, you know... The Garcinia diet and the Lemon Detox and um, some of those other ones, they're pretty harmless and, um, you know, people can buy them off the shelf and that's all well and good. But when people put themselves on a ketosis diet, it it actually scares me a little bit. I am worried. I am worried for them and um, I would not recommend it myself. So that's my opinion. That's my recommendation. Uh, Take it or leave it. (laughs) And um, you've got to do what's right for you and you've got to do You know, like I always say, there's so many conflicting opinions out there. You've got to make your own decisions too. So look it up, you know, flick me an email if I've said something and you're like, hey, but this is, you know, this is what I read. And um, we'll look at the source and we'll look at the research and, you know, uh, we'll we'll go from there because I think, you know, that uh, everyone's entitled to their opinion and everybody has autonomy over their diet. So you've got to do what's right for you. I hope this has helped, and um, thanks for listening in. I know this is a short one, but I just wanted to give you a bit of a keto uh, education. All right, thanks, guys.